0: Let's see what we got here.
1: Sound familiar? <laughs>
2: Welcome to the December thirty first, twenty twenty two edition of the Adventures in Odyssey Scoopcast, your source for the latest
0: in Adventures in Odyssey reviews, always in podcast form. For those who don't have time to read, I'm your host Timmy Bays. I'm also your host Ryan Matlock, and I am also your
2: host and your producer, Michael Lafaver, who's very late getting this out. But let's get started.
0: (laughs) Hey guys, we're all on the intro of the Scoopcast. Like what's what's going on right now? See, actually, I got this premonition the other day. Did you and really? it was that whoa, no. So it's it said one of 3 will fall. <gasps> so I think we will? No. We might continue doing this. Wait, but hold on. One of us might not be around much longer. Fall as in fall from podcasting? No. Or fall
2: from a ladder? Or fall off my chair or fall all that to say today we're reviewing episode (laughs) 924 higher than our ways let's get to it all right so starting in the episode review this one was written and directed by marshall younger sound design by
0: nathan jones and music by john campbell uh, anything else to say right off the top, guys, or you want to just jump into this thing? If I said something, I would be jumping into this thing, so maybe we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> true. Where is Dave Arnold is my first question, because Chris stole his job of warning us about oh, the the dark themes. Oh, yeah, you're right. She's done it before. But I miss Dave's voice, okay? I know, but I really like the Chris
2: intro because it brings a level, I guess, of continuity to these episodes that really really works because Mm -hmm. prefacing this we are about to get into my favorite arc of all time and i was not expecting that to happen when i first heard this episode i ranked it number five out of everything that i'd ever heard and i went back through and i thought wait does this really deserve five i think it does I I was really really in love with this episode. I don't know about you guys. Interesting. I really enjoyed this episode. I the you know I just wanted to you know hear the rest
1: of it, obviously. <laughs> but
2: <laughs> oh, we got the rest of it very soon after. We did, yes. which is
1: definitely definitely well needed. But man, this this I can't say enough good things about this episode. So I'll wait and say more good things later.
2: Ryan, are you
0: more lukewarm on this one? I'm a little lukewarm. I'm gonna say I liked it mostly. There's one thing that I have a bit of a qualm with that I'm interested to talk about. Um, Ooh, but me too, overall... and I don't even know what it is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm guessing, Ryan, yours is, yours is Wilson acting like a chicken with his head cut off, right? Essentially, yes, actually. Okay. <laughs> How about we focus on the stuff we did like first and then get to that later? Yeah. Talking about the coherency that I was mentioning earlier, Chris, at the end of this episode, I'm going to start from <sighs> sort of the end. This is probably the best Chris rap up of all time ever yes ever it's beautiful
1: i don't know who did this one yeah but I they should... need to keep doing it
2: But what Chris says is that it can be easy to question things in your life about where is God or why is this happening, but we need to remember that God is eternal and his ways are higher than our ways. And that's hard to remember now because Satan is a deceiver and he wants to keep us from God's plan. But the way that we counteract that is by focusing on who God is and his creation, the one who made the pattern on Mm -hmm. a butterfly's wing, who keeps the planets from bumping into each other and who sent his son to die for us. That's, it's... I don't know. It was very poetic. It, 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 it was, really is. And it was like, oh, man. I, I wrote
1: down, I was listening to it, and I, I wrote down, I was like, Chris says, the Bible might not always answer every question we have, but we do know who God is, and he's good. And it's mm-hmm. the devil who's out to, like, destroy and to deceive. And I was like, this is, like, really good writing. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I remember listening to the one of the, podca- the official podcasts about this episode, and they said that they got some people from the – I forget what they called it, the orthodoxy department or something oh, like yeah. that, yeah. to go through and put some of these things in. And I wonder if maybe they wrote some of this or influenced this or Ooh. not to, not to uh, diminish the ability of the writers to do this, but like, this is really good writing.
0: Hey, Marshall, get the <laughs> orthodoxy department back in here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if Marshall wrote this outro. I wouldn't either. If he's listening, hi. Uh, he's probably hi, yours. Marshall.
0: Hello, he says he listens back. to a lot
2: of fan podcasts, so yay. Uh, but it, depending on who wrote this, I think it, it was marvelous, and it really captured what yeah. Marshall wanted for this episode, which was he said this on the official podcast, and I noticed this listening through even before he said it, that he wanted to answer every question in each episode that he brought up mm-hmm. in that episode. So, mm. for, for instance, the question in this one is, why do things happen? What is our response to that? Wilson says it halfway through. Chris says it at the end. Wilson says that you know, it's a hard question, but mm-hmm. God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are are not our thoughts. They're higher than ours. And I like how in this episode, he's responding to the in-universe question about Charles Norton's death. He's not mm-hmm. acting like an omniscient narrator and talking about Olivia's doubting her faith, which is what some mediums might try to do. And that's that's fine. But this storytelling medium specifically is referring to what's already happened and it works really well at keeping the audience like helping them track what Olivia is going through. I really, really like that. Mm -hmm. Jumping off of the theme, Timmy, you've probably studied the problem of pain uh, a lot. I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. How did this episode do in handling that question? Oh man. So I'll say like a few
1: things about this, but like, and over the next... How many episodes was the story arc? So, that over the next that many... Six. Over the next six... Yeah, that's right. Six podcasts. I'll, I'll I'll say more. But I really, really thought that they did a pretty good job. I, I think that sometimes everybody comes at this question differently. Everyone answers this question in a slightly different way. Yeah. So, no answer is going to be satisfactory for every single person. But I think there are lots of good answers that we can put together and, and help us to really address this issue that everyone's wrestling with. You know, Mm. if if you haven't wrestled with this issue, you're, you're not a a human, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So I, I really think that they did a good job with this, with balancing the idea of, man, yeah, God has ways that are above all of our ways and he understands things that we don't get, um, but they also do a, a good job with saying with pointing to another hint there that, that there's evil in this world and that that can also be some of the answer for this question too um and so yeah i'll, I'll say more but that's kind of my initial reaction and, and to 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 this question and everything so
2: speaking of people having different responses to this or different
0: reactions um uh,
2: miss adelaide interestingly yes. her whole explanation mostly comes after wilson delivers his speech at the funeral and at the funeral miss adelaide's eulogy is quite terrible because she's really (laughs) broken up about it but then when she talks to olivia she starts to say i'm okay it's a challenge these things take time olivia presses further and miss adelaide just says i'm tired and angry olivia says i keep asking why miss adelaide says you should stop assigning meaning will only hurt yeah at this moment i i thought of two things one there are so many inner references in this series like from this episode with miss adelaide being involved to the the lost one part one the mm. co i guess the coherency is, is that the right word oh yes. uh, the continuity of these episodes yeah, and sticking with the same characters too. is really really good but also yes. in the foreshadowing of these are the questions that like this is kind of where it starts for olivia she has these questions and Miss mm-hmm. Adelaide says, you go talk to your parents or your pastor. And Olivia says, oh, I will. I will ask them. But in the meantime, I'm
0: asking you. Does she actually ask them?
2: I
1: don't know if she does. I don't I don't think so. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. She gets the book recommendation from Miss Adelaide here. And I think that's what partially derails her from asking other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we
1: can like, th- talk about Miss Adelaide just a little bit more.
2: Yeah. I sure. was
1: really, really impressed with how Marshall Younger wrote her. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes we have uh, characters in Odyssey who are atheists that are have been written kind of villainous. Um, right. You know, you know it, it maybe not villainous, but... It's
0: God's not dead syndrome, you know?
1: Exactly. You know, this this person that's like really antagonistic. And Miss Adelaide has been that a little bit in the past. She was a bit more antagonistic back in The Ties That Bind. Um, a lot more
0: antagonistic. A, a lot
1: more, yeah. I was just impressed with how sensitive Mm -hmm. Marshall wrote Miss Adelaide, how she does the right thing. She tells Olivia, hey, I don't want to talk about stuff of faith with you. And Olivia says, well, I want to know from you what you believe. And she, 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 you know, if you're asked in a public school setting, my understanding is you're allowed to share. And so she gave a short blip and then said, but you really should talk to your parents. You should talk to your pastor. These are questions for them. Um yeah. mm-hmm. Like Olivia had to pull it out of her and. I mean, the only better thing that could have happened, and I'm, my wife said this when we were listening, and my wife, as a she used to be a teacher. She was like, what she should have done after is called the parents and said, hey, I had this conversation with your daughter and you should probably be aware that she's asking me these questions. Yeah, um, yeah. But otherwise, like... And of course, we know in, in Odyssey, parent phone calls never happen. Like in, in the front, they always turn in the background, right? So, <laughs> uh-huh. so.
2: <laughs> what but, makes you think like, he didn't call her?
1: <laughs> okay, I'm yeah, gonna make yeah.
2: one. I'm gonna make one Rydell reference, and then none. Uh, like for the rest of this six-parter, uh, we'll the, hold you to epi- it. The, okay, I will. This, <laughs> these episodes are the anti-Rydell series in so many different ways. One of them being, mm-hmm. who's the antagonist in these episodes?
0: The the friend, the, the imaginary Step friend. Uh-huh. And
2: we'll get to that. But that's the thing. Like, this episode doesn't need that kind of antagonist. Anyway, keep going. Right. Keep going, yeah. uh, Timmy.
1: Anyways, I was just very impressed. And the other thing that, like, she started out to say, you know, assigning meaning will only um, make will only things hurt. worse or, yeah. or whatever. And it's interesting because as I as I heard that, um, in a way, I think that she's right in an initial sense. Not totally. But in a sense that if when something bad happens our initial thought is okay well why did god let why did god cause this bad thing to happen what good thing is gonna is he doing with this bad thing i think that's the wrong first initial question to ask like when something bad takes place the the response i think of i think as i've wrestled with this at least right now that i'm not experiencing something terrible obviously it's different when you're in the moment mm-hmm. but is more of a man, we live in a terrible world and something bad just happened and God is grieving with us and he's saddened by this True. like yeah. like let's think about this compassion of God instead of trying to write it off as oh yeah you know uh, my you know mr Mr oh, what's his name no, Mr Norton mr. Norton just died got killed by killed in a ski accident uh, this is good in some way. Like, that yeah. is the most like, callous good, thing gonna, ever. Yeah.
0: It's going to push <laughs> his child to be more like him, and then he's going to save 100 <laughs> children in the future. Like, yeah. That's, that's the wrong like, way to think about it. This is the it. wrong the way. way. That, the way that I see, like, when whenever bad things happen, there have been people who I've talked with who they're like, okay, so what's God going to do in this? And the answer that I've come to is when bad things happen... The right thing to look for is not okay, God did this for character development like that's the wrong way to think about it because the right way to view it is that when bad things happen, that's not a sign that God's doing it to us right sometimes he yeah. sometimes maybe like when he sent angels to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah yeah, yeah. but <laughs> But generally, I'd Ugh. say when bad things happen, when people, you know, die, it's not God saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to punish you for character development. It's right. just that the world has fallen and bad things happen because of that. Yeah. And in all of that, God is still able to bring about good. And so the real question is not why did God do this? It's what can I do to look for God in the good that he does do? I think yeah. I'm slightly more Calvinist. and Maybe this is just my
2: like how I'm, <laughs> where I'm debating from, but I think uh, I'm I'm willing to accept that even those bad things that we perceive as bad are caused by God. I don't know yet, and I'm willing to discuss that if we have the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to accept it because I don't think that our standards of right and wrong, which are or are good and bad, that are based on uh, sickness or, or or tragedy or things like that. I think that because we have a very limited perspective, we don't have God's perspective because his ways are higher than our ways. I'm willing to accept his goodness and accept that even these things that I perceive as bad because I'm fallen, because I'm human, maybe they aren't actually bad. Maybe they don't have a good or bad meaning behind them because God has already accomplished the ultimate good in redeeming all of us uh, for salvation. I mean- and I'm not a universalist, but you guys know what I mean. So Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that brings me a lot of peace, but also it's been interesting the past couple months coming back to a point of like, okay, so not only does God – is he in control of everything, and I believe that, but also mm-hmm. he does want my happiness in some ways, like – uh, mm-hmm. We were studying Ecclesiastes in uh, my church recently that I go to here at Liberty uh, and contrasting Ecclesiastes where the teacher says, everything is meaningless to Matthew 5, <laughs> where Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. I will give you peace. Uh, mm-hmm, whereas the mm-hmm. teacher is saying, you'll never find that peace. Jesus is saying, I am the only way to find that peace. And that was a, a fantastic contrast. Uh, I think that was brought mm. out really uh, maybe not really well in this episode, but kind of it, it's kind of a the theme throughout this one. I, I know we're kind of going into territory that's not exactly covered here, but it's it's great. <laughs> I like talking about this. Yeah.
0: yeah, if I could go back to Miss Adelaide for a second. Yeah, yeah, um, I'll go back there. One thing that I thought was really interesting is her perspective when she says, "Like you should stop trying to look for meaning and everything." Yeah. And tells about how she's stopped trying... Like, she basically says, there's no reason for things, they just are. That's not just necessarily a theological standpoint. I see that it's also really cool character writing because it feels, to me, as a coping mechanism. Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. that it's not just, this is what I believe. And, it like, you can hear the brokenness in her voice. I've interacted with people who their coping mechanism when something bad happens is to shut down. Like they basically just turn off their emotions and just don't feel anything because if they did, it would be too painful. And that's how it feels here. Like don't ask questions. Don't look for meaning. Things just exist and that's fine. And I'll just live with It's kind of what I'm seeing drawn out in the dialogue. And it's very interesting just because I relate to it because I know people who can who that's their, that's their coping mechanism essentially yeah, yeah i don't know how much of this is
2: coming from a writer's bible or from the team's discussion and i'm generally skeptical on how much of that actually makes its way into episodes written by <laughs> written by writers but with marshall whether this is a retcon or whether it was this way the whole time this really does make sense for miss adelaide's character because when we saw her in the ties that bind she was dealing with the passing of her brother Um, and then he eventually died uh, and she was consoled by wit, but obviously there's the question on her mind of why did this happen? And now it's happening again. And we haven't seen a lot of her personally. And I love that we're getting back to seeing her personally here and struggling with something. And this question is brought out. It's a perfect time to bring up this question.
0: I'm actually really interested, is Miss Adelaide going to have a religious experience within the next five years or something as like a third oh, yeah. friend of hers dies or something? I mean, it really, she love really that. could. Now, th- this is two people close to her who have died and now she has to figure out how to reconcile that. Are you guys familiar with Rosario Butterfield? No. No.
2: So she was a lady who was in uh, a sinful lifestyle in college, and I think she was a professor. And my mom and I read a book from her. She actually used to live near where we live. And uh, when she came to Christ, for her, it was more of an all of a sudden, I knew this was true, but it didn't seem like anything changed in my life. And it was it's a really mm. weird experience that she had. I can see Miss Adelaide having, having something similar where all of a sudden she realizes mm. the truth, accepts it. And then is faced with the challenge of, oh, I'm in this lifestyle. I'm in this, I guess, of a, a, this belief system. What do I do about that? And see it slowly change rather than a sudden change like we see in Left Behind or a lot of th- things here, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: That'd be interesting. <laughs> and I think most, I mean, most conversions are slow. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to glorify them in like, it, it's hard to do that, you know, in movies and whatnot. But most
0: conversions are really slow processes. Especially when I'm converting to the metric system. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's okay you'll get the centimeters eventually yeah
1: uh, just wait just just wait till uh uh what's it called <laughs> never mind celsius <laughs> and fahrenheit uh, yeah.
0: i was I gonna say i we thought could... you were gonna say just wait until the one world government until the carpathias <laughs> are instituted
2: <laughs> so pivot sort of pivoting but also last thing on this on this uh this area here. Uh, another reason this is the anti-you-know-what is because Olivia is being treated with a lot of maturity. And she's able to think through these questions. And that's kind of why Miss Adelaide lets her give get the answer, like, get her answer to why is this happening. She yeah. answers because she knows Olivia is responsible and because Olivia is capable of doing that. And this is a great way in, in showing that even if you are capable, you might not be
0: able to handle it because – it's, I don't know, the spiritual questions are hard, you know? Yeah. I would say just one more thing. I think the way that they handled, like, the rest of the episode, because we talked a lot sort of about the meta, but even just, like, sure. very tiny scenes, like, with uh, his son um oh. at the fu- at the funeral. Oh, like, that that was my really goodness. Well so, so well and, uh, done. A fellow Odyssey reviewer, who will remain
2: nameless if you want me to name you, hi, comment, Uh, said it, it was, like, he thought it was overly morbid. And I went back and I I listened and I thought about that and I thought, well, I feel like it was sort of needed because if we had the cliche ending of, oh, it'll be okay, I mean, he'll come back, right? And Olivia explained, no, actually, he's gone. And and on a more positive note, keeping it more morbid adds to the gravity of this series
0: and shows this isn't normal. And like, did you not hear Chris at the beginning? She (laughs) she said, get your parents. Yeah, like... (laughs) If it's too much for you. (laughs) If you can't take the heat, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Sorry, keep going. (laughs) But yeah so there's that scene and then there's also I just loved the picture of Zoe saying they put a sticky note saying don't erase on oh. his handwriting and it's just like I feel like I'm in the room yes. for so many of these scenes and yeah. on top of that, one thing that I love about this episode is Olivia, because it's been a while Kelly since I've had a reason to care about Olivia. I know. Mm. I know. And now I do. There are so many so people much. who are so quick to ditch Odyssey these days.
2: Like, I've talked to some of them who have been like, no, no, I'm done listening to Odyssey. I'm like, the best is yet to come. I'm not kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Always, always, the best yeah. is yet to come it turns out that uh, Kelly Stables really delivers all throughout the series. And even in that scene where talk about the foreshadowing when she runs off after talking with Trevor and you hear her start to cry. That's a, that's a, I think a foreshadowing to the final episode of the series that cry right there. Yeah. Because when I, when I heard that, I thought, Oh man, that carries so much more weight now that I've heard the final episode. Yeah. you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And, um, a couple other little things here Uh, you're talking about the the classroom scene their chemistry is so good because they've been together uh uh, (laughs) what (laughs) i get it (laughs) science Science classroom (laughs) i thought it was was physics not chemistry what are you talking about ryan get out of here uh no so natalie lander (laughs) Mm. natalie lander and kelly staples have been acting together since 2015 at least on odyssey i don't know if they've been doing anything separately but that really shows there and another place it really shows is when they show up to talk to Jason and he he says he's filling in at wits end because it gets kind of boring hanging around things that are 150 years old. Uh I mean <laughs> antiques, not my dad. And then yeah. they're like, oh yeah, I know. He goes, I oh, was just making sure. And then both Olivia and Zoe go, mm-hmm in unison. Like that's super accurate of <laughs> high school middle school girls saying that. <laughs> like I can it's totally so imagine too.
0: I know they do that. Ah. It's it kinda of boring hanging around all day with things that are hundred and fifty years old, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> antiques, that is. Not my dad.
1: We got that. Yeah.
0: They're
2: just making sure. Mm-hmm. So you two seem it's, like you're It's not. a tiny little thing, but it's perfect. I love it's it. It's
1: perfect. Okay, so just briefly, we were listening to this um, again, uh, tonight, cause I was like, I gotta hear this again before I do this, before I, you know, don't <laughs> say anything. So yeah, and we had a couple friends over for dinner and. I was like, okay, can we listen to Odyssey? Because I really have to listen to this before I get to the podcast. Review <laughs> oh, the you
2: trooper. Thank you so much. I that's know. Great. And so
1: they're also fans of Odyssey, though. So it's perfect. Okay, okay that's good. We, <laughs> yeah.
0: Play <laughs> so this episode for like, them next week. If they're not, the next if they're week, not, if not they're that's a really interesting moment. Right. well, then you again, like you like to playing... my Odyssey episode?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you are playing them a really good one. So it doesn't really, you know. Oh, yeah. I think when people think Odyssey, they're like, oh, yeah, that old cartoon where Witt gets it's like yeah, beat it's, by a knight or something like that.
0: Faustus? I've what's that? Mm-hmm. I've seen Odyssey. I've seen Odyssey. Sorry, it's go ahead, Timmy. with a propeller and oars, <laughs> and we'll use it to rescue people. Maybe you should get some rest, with. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Timmy. Okay, so no, no, you're good, you're
1: good. So w- w- when we got to that scene where they said someone left a sticky note on the board that said, don't erase, one of my friends was like, oh my goodness, we did this. Uh, apparently yeah. when she was in sixth grade... Her teacher died in the middle of the school year and he had uh, left, he always wrote like an inspirational note on the board and they put a sticky note there and said, don't erase it. Like they left that note up on the board. It was their eighth grade class motto. It was like, you know, everything. And I was just like, oh my, these, this is like, this is real. Like they're, this is so accurate to middle school. Like the whole thing really is.
2: It's really just Mm -hmm. a little bit of research, but writing is such a qualitative work that you have to know so much. And if, and, and like as a rookie writer myself, I'm learning there's a ton of things that I can pull into my writing and I can sort of fake it as I go on. But when you know what you're doing, Marshall knows what he's doing. And when it's little things like that that come out and where we each see little bits and pieces throughout the episode that really work, that are real, especially this whole premise of doubting her faith. I have some friends on the hall who have said the same thing, that they start to doubt whether God is really present in their lives. And I went through something similar last semester after listening to these episodes, not in terms of God, but in terms of like my friend group and things like that. I'm sure I'll talk about that as we go on, but it was amazing how accurate all of this was really really pleased mm. with it mm-hmm. yeah so i want to talk about jason and wilson oh Let's yeah do sure. it. okay jason and wilson first off we i want to mention uh we get a Gano cameo in the yes. coffee shop did you guys notice Wait, that really yeah. where know's the barista <laughs> yes almost an audible voice i thought i actually heard the voice wilson? Say...
1: did you hear that yeah your coffee's ready oh Thank you.
2: You're welcome. Enjoy your coffee. Thanks. I was listening through further oh, review that's and now fun. that I've like actually talked with Luke on end, he's a great guy. Uh, but I heard the I heard the voice. I thought, wait, that's got a little bit of Luke's wi- of, like his lilt in his voice. It just sounds a little bit like him. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, great. But other than that, I want to kind of preempt some stuff here so I think the final okay. scene <laughs> I think the final scene kind of proves that wilson knew that he was being a a, a dumb person in his floundering over uh, <laughs> who was gonna fall because he says that it what happened was just like i don't know falling physically and the message he got was more urgent i thought that was a recognition of okay so it was more than i thought it was and i shouldn't i feel like there's an implicit i
0: shouldn't have acted that way yes what do you think ryan uh, yes and honestly my concern with him being a bumbling weirdo he's not an idiot is, <laughs> like that's not actually really my concern with the episode like it's it's parallel to that mm. but like it's sort of it's cringy but i don't care immensely about that part of the episode i think it's funny because we don't know the stakes
2: yet we have no idea what right. this message is or how like and we only have a few minutes to have any sort of lev- of levity in this series before everything gets super serious So, like, the the thing when Olivia and Zoe are talking in the classroom is more serious, but it's still humor. I chuckled a little bit. The stuff when Wilson's running around is funny because we don't know the stakes. And as soon as we know the stakes, everything gets serious. And I appreciate that. But
0: what is your criticism? Okay. So, my criticism is essentially a question. And the question is, if if Wilson got a message from the Holy Spirit, why is the Holy Spirit playing games here yeah i think we covered that in christmas bells i think it's a problem with christmas bells and not this episode We it sort of yeah. but it's still it's still in this episode and i i'd be interested to talk about it more because i have further mm-hmm. something to unpack there because essentially if if the message is you need to save olivia then i'm curious why it would need to be vague as in like okay save one of three but not tell you how or why like it doesn't even tell him to do anything it just says one of three will fall and leaves it at that and uh the reason i wanted to bring that out is because i actually discussed this with a friend of mine who has uh certain spiritual gifts and kind of a a sight and insight which i don't that's cool and i asked them uh what they thought about the episode and uh the specifically this element And they said that as far as their experience, yes, the Holy Spirit can be vague when it gives people messages or visions, but that the vague information is generally presented along with a clear calling, such as to pray, to act, to speak, etc., and, mm-hmm. you know, we see this in the Bible, too, like they, mm-hmm. like God gives Ananias vague information about Paul, but clear direction to go and heal him on straight street, you know? Yeah. Right. And then God and God gives Jeremiah vague details that Jerusalem will fall, but a clear conviction to repeatedly bring that news to the king Jerusalem
2: the people. will fall. <laughs>
0: mm. Sorry. <laughs> right. right. He's like, one of three countries will fall. It might be. <laughs> Who knows? No. OK.
2: Wilson did say there was some calling along with or like. It, there was some urgency that it was Olivia,
0: Zoe, or Emily. He does say well, he felt like it was yes, that. Yes, but not not a clear direction about what to do about it. Okay. Yeah. When my friend said that, it, I felt like that kind of explained why I find Pastor Knox a little bumbly and off in this episode, is that reasonably, I think he was given half of what we know from our experience in the Bible and what we've read there. The Holy Spirit would give like he's been given half of the piece. And so my criticism is not necessarily like specifically on that message, because, again, you said like we talked about that in Christmas spells. My question is, if Wilson hadn't known, would the story here have turned out any differently over the course of the next six episodes? It doesn't
2: No, And it actually looking forward, Wilson doesn't do Anything right. to progress the, p- the plot? I guess.
1: No. Yeah, I I was thinking about that too. It's interesting that Will. I don't know. I Wilson hasn't grown on me like some of the other characters in Odyssey have. Sometimes it Aww, takes a couple I like of lessons.
2: I genuinely do. That, that that's good. That's good. Like,
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> good but I understand that. why
2: you don't. I get
1: that. Yeah, like it's not that I don't like him. It's just that he doesn't. I don't know. The other characters seem to have a really... You know, the the, the past characters, Tom Riley, Jack Allen, they all have quirks and and flaws that are clear. And I feel like we don't really know Wilson very well. He doesn't have much character development. He has a backstory. There used to be a bully, and that's good. And every once in a while, you hear something about when he was a lot younger. But, like, currently... I feel like he's kind of, at least right now, he's not really a three-dimensional character like some of the other characters are. Maybe that's because he's new.
0: He can kind of feel like a copy-paste pastor sometimes. Yeah,
1: exactly. And as a pastor, that kind of uh, doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't his arc. This is Olivia's. No, no, no that's true. But yeah, I, and I agree. Don't give me. There, there's been some episodes with Wilson that I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Charlotte. But I think, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. But I think my my critique in that is that Wilson is 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 the pastor, and yet he seems so um, I don't I don't know what the word is so helpless, so aloof, so not aloof but kind of just you know not quite sure what to do, and he's confused. He's confused, and while that's very pastors don't have the answers. Always, and I'll be the first one to say that. Like, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm good with that. But it just seems like he tries to go ahead and figure things out. I don't know. I I I haven't figured out the words to say it yet. It's just now that he doesn't have a satisfying pastoral approach
2: about him. Mm -hmm. So, as far as Wilson's pastoral duties go, I think it would be easy to say that he seems like he's floundering or that he doesn't know what to do because of the way he acts at the the ski trip. But as far as as much as he knows what to do, like he, he volunteers to chaperone the trip and then he gives the... He says the, the thesis of the episode basically at the uh, at the funeral. And then later on, we see him being sort of sort of a guide to Zoe.
0: Mm-hmm, so my mm-hmm. thing is
2: here, I don't... I don't know if he was supposed to do anything more because Olivia, in the journey that she's going through, had the opportunity to reach out to him, but she didn't. And so hmm he that's was, a fair point yeah so i don't know completely where i'm going with that ryan did you have something?
0: yeah and honestly like i don't fault him for not doing much i think it's more it's more of a writing critique simply did he even fulfill much of a purpose in this episode and ultimately it feels like he was brought into this episode because they needed to they wanted to do a foreshadowing bit in the christmas bells episode And I just I think it ended up harming the launch of the episode because Wilson, like I guess first off, Wilson feels like he distracts from the episode rather than building into it kind of seamlessly because he's not necessarily following the guides of the Holy Spirit. He's following the guides of a foreshadowing thing that doesn't really work the way the Holy Spirit would work. Yeah. But then the other thing is, my question is, if he doesn't do anything and he is useless, then why did he receive the vision in the first place? And so I, I feel like it ends up making the Holy Spirit into a gimmick. And that, I guess that's my main critique.
1: So I have this theory about Wilson, and it kind of leads into something else that I wanted to talk about. It can be this episode or our review in one of the other six, um, okay. five, but... <laughs> One of six. <laughs> one of six. So, Wilson. So, first of all, one redeeming factor about Wilson is that once he figures out what actually is happening, he he says, "What we really need to do is we need to pray, pray and pray." Like, yes, this is what he should have been doing in the first place. He probably was. Maybe to mention it before I forget. But like, if you get a something like that, like if if ever I had some sort of premonition like this one, I would probably question what, <laughs> what was going on and if I was just uh. making it up in my head. But second, I would definitely be praying about it. And like, okay, so if I think something's going to happen to these girls, I'm going to pray for them and pray for them and pray for them. And I think he finally hit home, kind of like we were saying, he finally came to the right place. The second part of this, though, is a question that I think is very related, is that other than when he was gone to the Middle East, have we ever had such a major episode or a major arc or a major such an integral thing happened in odyssey and wit was not in the episodes he's in these though later well, on he, he yeah but someone listening at this point or even the next episodes um wouldn't know that he's there
2: uh-huh so starting off and with Wit not there
1: yeah and i feel like wilson is yeah. kind of there because they cannot put wit there Like as I was listening to this and uh, I was like, where is Wit? I know where Wit is here. And, you know, they hint at him in this episode um, a couple times, once by name and once by not by name. He (laughs) can't be in these episodes for a really good reason. And that's so that his appearance at the end of the episodes can make everything make sense. So I think part of the reason Wilson plays this big role in this episode is because you can't have Wit doing it because he's going through his own thing right now.
2: And I don't think it's yeah. unjust to say that Wilson is not as wise as Wit, uh, because Wit is in so many ways, and yeah. it makes sense for Wilson to be struggling through these things because we don't know him as well. Uh, yes, but for Wit to basically be the one, one of the greatest uses of a Deus Ex Machina, I think, is at the end <laughs> of the series. No, it's it's actually it's actually really good for Wit to do that. He has to be he has to be Wit. And that's why I love Wit being perfect. And I love Flawless Wit because (laughs) he's such a surrogate for real life. People are like that in real life. Life doesn't have to be necessarily where everyone is on a different stage of character development and every mentor you meet is still dealing with something. There can be people who know what they're doing and help you along. And Wilson isn't one of those here. And he does have some development, a little bit in this one. But Wit especially isn't one of those characters and he works really well when he does appear. So, I don't know if that's where you were going with that Timmy, but that's that's what I picked up on.
1: Yeah, yeah, in a way, in a way, yeah. Yeah.
2: Just wrapping this episode up just a couple more little things. I think if we talk about the first scene and the last scene, we'll we'll cover
0: both of them. Ava Parker is fantastic. Yes! yes! So good. Yeah, she yes! does does a perfect job. And this Did is we just have like a perfect three-person harmony there. That was cool. Ooh. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 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 Yes.
2: Yes. 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 The thing that I noticed in Ava that I think I mentioned earlier is that all of the adults are written really, really well, especially those who Mm. talk about the moral. And Ava has a line to Olivia at the end. After praying with her at the beginning about her prayer request, it's a short scene. The ending scene is longer because it's more important. Olivia doesn't want to pray after being so enthusiastic. And we've seen that development which is great writing mm-hmm. we know why <laughs> she's reluctant to talk we don't know everything we don't know the underlying issue here but when ava asked her to pray she's okay with it but i'm thinking ava inside is probably really torn up about all this because yeah it's her daughter and she loves her daughter so the advice she gives to olivia is it's okay if you're mad at god As long as it's not disrespectful, because God understands our emotions and he gave them to us. And sometimes they even give him an opportunity to prove himself. Tying into the idea that God does work all things together. Mm -hmm. She's so Mm -hmm. wise, and I love her presentation, even when Olivia is going through such a hard time. It's beautiful. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And tying all this into the final scene of the series, of the six-parter, is even better when you realize where that goes. It's just a, a marvelous story.
0: Because the best is yet to
2: come. Mm-hmm. This is true. All right. I think this is a long in a scoop cast already. You guys
0: want to give our ratings? <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right? All right. I'm going to give this eight unerased boards with nice handwriting out of 10. Hmm. No, maybe nine. I'll go nine. I'll go. I mean, obviously, 10 cups of hot chocolate out of 10. This is an
2: immaculate episode. Absolutely perfect. Love it. I have two things I'm debating in my head to use.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can talk use about them this. both. I'll use them both. Okay, fine. I'll I'm go a five with and five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so I'll go with uh, five something representing doves and five embarrassing muskrat hats out of te- out of ten. Yeah, so ten out of ten. <laughs>
2: It's a complicated system, but it works out just fine. That was fun. very
1: complicated, and it
0: probably will come across even more to the listeners, but oh well. <laughs> hey, that was a lot of fun. Uh, too bad one of you is going to fall, apparently, at some point. I think we'll just move on from that, Ryan. Yeah, we need to. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe maybe move
2: on. <laughs> maybe one of us should spring out of here. <laughs> hey! <laughs> In the meantime, if you want to go back and listen to any other reviews where we're not all three in the wraps of this thing, I don't even know why we're all here, but it's fun! You can go to OdysseyScoopcast.com to find all the back editions of the Adventures in Odyssey Scoopcast.
0: Or for the main website with the blog and all the awesome stuff you can find there, you can go to OdysseyScoop.com. And if
1: you're feeling lonely, you want to talk to somebody about Odyssey, it's not your mom and dad. <laughs> Go on to the... <laughs> Is that harsh? Should I not say
0: that? <laughs> no, st- keep it in! It's so real! <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Lost my train. Okay. I think
2: you mean odysseyscoopcom slash forum? For what's it called?
1: For the message boards, type the
2: same website Ryan said, but put backslash forum. And if you're on Facebook, I don't know why you are. But if you are, you can visit mm-hmm. us at facebook.com slash odysyscoop. Well, in the meantime, this has been really chaotic. I am excited to get to the next episode in this series next week, hopefully. Yes. Ah, depends on what this thing's released. I don't know, college is weird. Guys, thanks for coming on. I'm your host, Michael LeFevre. I'm your host, Ryan Matlock. And I'm your host, Timmy Bays. Reminding you to never be without the new and improved Odyssey ScoopCast. Are we saying that higher than our ways is a better version of God's not dead? Uh, we're saying it's not. Thankfully, are we saying yes. that Miss Wait? Hold on, Miss Adelaide's gonna get hit by a car on the next episode. No.
0: What's up? That all right? I'm cutting that out. That's not. That's not actually funny. <laughs> One of three will fall. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the One third of three with chaperones, the Mrs. Hayes. Uh. <laughs> Why is this funny? Ouch, this ouch. is not funny. Keep going.
2: It's not funny. Okay, back to this.